Welcome to Unpacking iOS. My name is Jonathan Wiley, and in this week's episode, I'm talking about the iPhone camera. I have 10 tips for taking better pictures on your phone, so let's start unpacking. probably heard the phrase the best camera is the one that you have with you well today we have one with us all the time it's our smartphone the continuous evolution of smartphone photography has led to the iphone becoming one of the most popular cameras that you can buy it wasn't created for that purpose for the purpose of taking pictures but it does it so well that many people have put their digital cameras on a shelf in favor of their iphone So today I have 10 things you can try the next time you are taking pictures on your iOS device. Number one is the iPhone camera grid. To help you compose better shots, you can turn on the grid. This on-screen overlay can be found if you go to settings, camera and grid. It's based on something called the rule of thirds, which is kind of like a photography trick that was created to try and make images more interesting to the human eye. Here's how it works. If you compose your shot by placing your subject at the point where two of those grid lines intersect, you will generally have a a more pleasing composition. So instead of putting your subject dead center in the middle of the frame, try framing them to the left or to the right. And I think you might be surprised at the results you get. You can also use this grid if you are taking landscape photos and you want to make sure that the horizon is level or that buildings are upright. You can use those grid lines to help you with that too. Tip number two is top-down iPhone photos. So what is that? Well, once you turn on the grid view, you can take advantage of a little-known feature that lets you take perfect top-down photos. This particular style of photography is popular when taking pictures of food or office desks or if you're on Instagram, that probably means your shoes. So if you're shooting directly above the subject you want to capture, you're taking a a top-down photo. To take these on your iPhone, make sure that the grid is turned on. And when it is, look in the middle of your screen and you'll see two little crosshairs floating around as you compose your shot. If you tilt your iPhone back and forward until those two crosshairs are exactly aligned and then take your picture, you will have a perfectly aligned top-down photo. If you find that shadows are a problem, Add some additional lighting or increase the distance between your phone and the subject and then you can crop out the extra stuff you don't need later. Number three, we're going to talk about focus and exposure. The iPhone has a pretty intuitive tap to focus system that's already built into the camera app and you probably come across that already. If you want the rocks in your foreground to be the sharpest point of your image, simply tap on the rocks on that part of your screen. If you want the hills in the background to be the focus, then tap on those instead. Your iPhone will automatically adjust the exposure and the focus to match that area that you tapped on. If you want to adjust the exposure manually in a scene, you tap once to focus and then you slide your finger upwards to make the scene brighter or slide your finger downwards to make the scene darker. 
You can adjust this exposure later in an app when you're editing your photos if you want to, but sometimes I think it just makes more sense to get it right at the time when you're taking the picture. And another thing you can do in the camera app is if you press and hold on a specific part of the screen, you can lock the focus and the exposure on that point that you pressed on. And you'll know this is true because you'll see at the top of the screen, there's a yellow bar that says AE slash AF lock. That stands for auto exposure and autofocus lock. So when your exposure and focus are locked, you can actually recompose your shot. You can frame it slightly differently and maintain the same focus point and the same exposure that you press and hold on. If you want to disable the AE AF lock, just press and hold on the screen. Tip number four is to shoot with filters on your iPhone. If you want to change the mood of an image, we sometimes turn to like third-party apps or Instagram filters in order to modify photos that we've already captured. However, your iPhone comes with a built-in collection of filters that let you do this live before you even take the picture. So you can frame up your picture in a sepia filter. You can frame it up in a black and white picture and you can see what it looks like before you hit the capture button. It gives you the chance to experiment with some unique effects and capture scenes in a, in a different light. So if you've never done this before, you open the camera app on your phone and tap the three overlapping circles that are in the corner of the screen. Then slide your finger from right to left and see the filters that you've got available to you. When you find one that you want, just tap on it and you can use that one to compose and take your picture with a filter applied. Number five, we have the iPhone burst mode. Now this is one that I use quite a lot. I think this is a really useful one. Have you ever been to um, a wedding or a, a large family event and you've had someone taking pictures of a large group of people and you have to wait patiently as the photographer takes one and then they take another one and then they take another one for luck and then another one just to make sure no one's blinking. Well, yeah, we've, we've all been there and I, I get why people do that because group shots are really hard to do because inevitably someone's looking the wrong way or somebody does blink and this is where burst mode can save the day. In burst mode, your iPhone can capture up to 10 photos in a second. I'm going to say that again, 10 photos in one second. So to activate that, you open the camera app, you frame up the shot the way you want it, and then you just press and hold the capture button. So normally we just press it once and let go, but if you press and hold it, your iPhone will take a series of pictures in rapid succession for as long as you hold down that button. And this is great for capturing fast-moving action, maybe at your kid's sports day, or for getting that one perfect group shot when, yeah, nobody was blinking. When you shoot in burst mode, your iPhone will organize this group of pictures into one stack inside the Photos app, and you can find them in the All Photos album or in a custom album that's called Bursts, and that gets created for you automatically. Here you can select the photos that you want to keep by tapping on a burst stack to open it and then tapping select to choose the ones that you want to keep. And when you're finished, you can tap done, throw away the ones you don't want, keep the ones that you do want. So iPhone burst mode, try it out. Number six is a curious one and it's not going to apply to everybody, but if you have an Apple Watch, 
you can use the camera app on your watch to frame and trigger a picture from your iPhone. This can be kind of useful for a number of scenarios. For for instance, it gives you the ability to put yourself in the photo when you're using the rear camera and you can't really see very well how well you're framed. So you can open the camera app on your watch. It will show you a live preview of what your iPhone sees and then you can move yourself into the right position and even snap a photo with the watch itself. Or you can use a countdown timer and hit the countdown timer on your watch, strike a pose, take a picture, all from your Apple Watch. Number seven, we're gonna talk about panorama photos. So your iPhone has this mode called the pano mode, and that lets you take a high resolution panorama photo. And what that is, is usually like a long, wide, high resolution image. And it does this by seamlessly stitching together multiple images as you move the camera across the scene. It's perfect for getting that dramatic landscape. And when you've got to that viewing point somewhere on vacation and you think, wow, this is amazing. Instead of just taking one picture, try the panorama mode where you can just hold up your iPhone and sweep it around and get a full 180 degree view of the landscape that you are looking at. So here's some tips on how to get good panel photos on your iPhone. Hold your phone vertically and then move the phone slowly in the direction of the arrow and you'll get the best results. If you go too fast, it will tell you to slow down. So there's no rush. Hold your phone vertically, move the phone slowly in the direction that the arrow shows you and then just keep going and record as much of the scene as you want and then press the button to finish your capture. You want to keep everything straight and level. And the best way to do that is to align the middle of that arrow with the gold guideline it gives you in the middle of the shot. If you don't pay attention, you'll see it kind of sweep up and down and it kind of have a wavy line. So try and uh, make sure that arrow lines up perfectly with the guideline it gives you and that helps you keep nice straight shots. By default, these panoramas are captured from left to right, but if you want to do it the other way around, you can tap the white arrow on the screen and then that will let you reverse it and take it from right to left. So if you want to frame something important on the right-hand side of the screen, you want to be sure to start with that. Tap on the white arrow, reverse the direction, and then take your pano shot from right to left. Now, so far, we've only talked about taking panorama shots with the iPhone held vertically. But if you turn your phone on its side, you can actually do vertical panorama shots and you can sweep upwards. So this is kind of interesting if you're looking for some architectural shots or you have some long, tall uh, images you want to capture, then you can definitely do that by turning your phone the other way. And then you can do vertical panoramas too. Tip number eight, again, this is not going to be for everybody, but this is the iPhone's portrait mode. If you've ever wanted to replicate those photos of people with a smooth, blurred background, then you need the portrait mode. It's available on dual camera phones like the iPhone 7 Plus, the iPhone 8 Plus, the iPhone 10, the 10s, the 10s Max, but you can also do it on the iPhone 10R, even though it doesn't have those two cameras. You will know if you can do it on your phone when you open the camera app and you swipe along the bottom of the screen until you see the word portrait. Once you have that selected, frame your subject and be aware of the on-screen prompts that are telling you if you are too close or too far away. When you have everything lined up correct, tap the capture button, 
and you will take a nice photo that looks like it could have been taken on an expensive DSLR camera. Instead, it was taken on your phone. Number nine, I'm going to talk about shooting raw photos with an iPhone. The images that your iPhone captures are great for sharing online, but the picture you see on your screen really only contains a fraction of the data that was actually captured at the time you took that picture. That's because, by default, these photos are stored in a compressed file format like JPEG or the new one that Apple brought out, HEIF. If you want more control over things like shadows and highlights, you can shoot your images in the RAW file format. When you shoot in a RAW file format, you're able to extract much more of that detail because you're not getting that compressed file format. You're getting everything the camera sees, all the detail, all the information in order to work with in an editor later. To capture RAW images, you need a third-party camera app that is able to shoot in a RAW mode. So you look for an app like Moment, Camera Plus, Visco, or Halide. These apps allow you to capture more data from your scene, and they'll give you more control over the final product when you come to edit it. These apps also give you a variety of manual controls, like the ability to adjust the shutter speed or the aperture on your iPhone. So if you're looking for more granular controls, something similar to what you might find on a DSLR. Look for some of these apps, try shooting some raw photos, and see how much extra detail you can get out of your images. Last but not least, I want to talk about lenses for iPhone photography. When DSLR owners are looking for new ways to flex their creative muscles, they may look to purchase an additional lens. iPhone users can do the same. There's actually a wide variety of lenses you can get for iPhone photography that can be used to change the perspective of an image. For instance, you can get iPhone lenses that will give you a much wider and more expansive field of view. You can also get some macro lenses that allow you to get really close up to a small object and have that in focus and clear when you take your picture. These lenses come in all shapes and sizes and do different things. The inexpensive ones will likely not yield the best results because they can be prone to a bit of distortion and lack of sharpness. But if you want to try one out just to get a feel for what they can be like, go ahead. You'll find a whole bunch of those on Amazon and other places. I'll link to some of those in the show notes for this episode. However, if you're interested in accessories like this, I would really recommend taking a look at the lenses from a company called Moment. These are extremely well-made, high-quality optics that will give you some really good results. The Moment lenses require a dedicated case in order to mount the lens on your iPhone, but these cases are pretty stylish, and I, I think they look good on your iPhone whether you have the lens on or not. And these lenses can be used on all modern iPhones whether you have a Plus model or not. So that's about it for this episode. I hope you found these tips useful. If you have iPhone camera tips that you would like to share, by all means, uh, send me an email, unpackingios at icloud.com or find me on Twitter at unpackingios. If you've enjoyed the show, please hit the subscribe button, leave a review in the Apple Podcasts app or share this episode with your friends on social media. Thanks for listening and I will see you on the next episode. 